I'm going to read you the Christmas story this morning from Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 1. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world shall be registered. The census first took place while Quirinius, who was governor in Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, into the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was, while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were in the same country shepherds, living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. This is a a story we're all familiar with, and there's so much that can be said about the, the prophecies that are brought together in this story, the prophecies that Christ fulfills, that the prophecies that Isaiah said he would be born of a virgin, of Micah, who said it would be in Bethlehem, of of Jeremiah and 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 Psalm 22 and Samuel, who said that he would be of the lineage of David. It's even kind of incredible to think that it was a godless Caesar who brought them to Bethlehem for this to happen. God used a godless Caesar, a godless ruler, to bring about the birth of our Savior. And and so there's so much that we can say about this, but I really want to focus on the birth that happens this day. The birth. Because this is the birth of a child that we celebrate, but it's the birth of the infinite God becoming an infant. It's the birth of a Savior, the Messiah. It's the birth of the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world in a stable, which is an appropriate place when you think about it. It's the birth of restored relationships. Our, our, we are reconciled to God. We are reconciled to each other all through this birth. This is the birth that changed everything. And this birth also brings about our rebirth, the possibility for us to be reborn, a new creation in Christ, all in this birth. So, as the text said that it was time for Mary to be delivered, it was time for the world to be delivered. It was time for us to be delivered. We were delivered that day, all of us. We were delivered, as as Peter says, we were rescued from darkness and delivered 
to the, to the kingdom of his marvelous light. We were all delivered that day. God gave us the greatest gift. And he did not put his gift under the tree. He nailed his gift to a tree to save you and I. So how do we describe this gift? How do we, how do we even describe the gift we've been given? Well, one of the greatest minds in all of Christianity, Paul, he, he said it this way in 2 Corinthians 9, 15. He said, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Because this gift is completely indescribable. This gift, this gift was given from the heart of God. We give gifts from our heart. We, we, we give gifts to our family and friends and co-workers. We give gifts from our heart. <clears throat> but it's not the same. Because quite frankly, if we think about our motives, we often give gifts out of obligation. We have to give this gift. We, we need to get them something. We need to do something for them. God did not owe us a thing. God has no obligation to us, none whatsoever. And yet he gave a pure gift of love and grace. God gave this gift to save you and I. There's no other reason. He didn't need to do it. That there was no obligation for him to do it. He doesn't get anything out of it except a restored relationship with us. God gave this gift out of, out of a pure heart simply to save you and I. And this gift, it transforms. It transforms us. It transforms the world around us. It, trans, it has transformed since this first Christmas. It has changed the world. And it has changed and transformed you and I. Every believer through history around the world has been transformed by this gift. It transforms us. It transforms everything we know and see. It transforms how we look at the world. It transforms everything. And that's the greatest gift we could possibly get. And so how do you describe it? Well, I have by this time, about 30 years of intense theological study. And what I can tell you is what Paul says. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. Amen? Amen. Do you have this gift this Christmas? Do you have the gift of Christ this Christmas? Do you know that Jesus came for you? Because you can. You can understand that maybe in a new way this morning. I'm going to ask that you bow your heads for a moment. Consider for a moment, do you know Jesus as your Savior? Do you know Jesus as your Christ, your Messiah? Because you can. It's a simple prayer. We, we first simply just acknowledge that we have sin in our lives. God, I have sin in my life. I've said things wrong, I've thought things wrong, I've done things wrong. And I know the Bible calls that sin. But I trust that Jesus came to die in my place on that cross. He was born on that first Christmas to transform the world. And he's born in me today to transform me. So I ask you to forgive me.
because of his finished work on the cross. And I ask you to come into my life and transform me. Are you transformed this Christmas? God did the impossible to make transformation and reconciliation possible for us. Father, we thank you for this, your word. We thank you for the reminder of what today is about. We thank you that you have sent us a gift that is completely indescribable to us. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to...